Hello, everyone. Will <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not even gonna attempt that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I don't know why I started that in an Australian accent. If you could have one, like if you got to pick, say your accent was to change tomorrow for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I always think about this. I would either do like a really nice softly spoken southern irish accent like not really one that you heavily associate with anywhere not a strong dublin accent but not a strong gull accent but not a strong cork accent you know just like that kind of who knows where they're from but they're from ireland and it's just that nice softly spoken irish accent that is the dream accent i think although i do really like an australian accent but i think it can sound very whiny sometimes and I do really like a New Zealand accent as well. They say eggs, eggs. Does anyone want some eggs? <laughs> you know what? I actually take that back. I don't think I would pick an Australian accent. I think it's between Southern Irish and New Zealand because I'm just thinking of my time in Greece and there were so many Australians there. And this is the thing, right? See, when I lived in Australia and you're surrounded by Australians, you get really, really used to the accent to the point that it sounds really nice and it's like obviously the norm and you're the one that's the old one out. But then when you hear it in a setting where no one else sounds like that, it's like when you hear Americans in Europe and you're like, oh my God, when you hear Americans on TV, it sounds normal. And this was like the same situation in Greece. There were so many Australians absolutely everywhere. And you would hear like a group of Australian boys walking along and all you could hear was, eh, fucking, eh, can't dog down. <laughs> like you wouldn't be making it any words. It'd just be like, fucking, eh, <laughs> No hit to the Aussie queens though. Love you guys. Actually do. I feel like Australians are like the best, the best kind of people. I don't know. They're just always such good crack. Although I don't like that your Australia Day is the day that it is. Change the date, bros. Okay. How, did, how the fuck did I get here? How are we? I think summer's over, lads. I think that little warm spell was the last of it. Got a few sunbathing days in in London, though. I have to say, it was absolutely roasting. I don't really think Belfast quite got the... You know what? The difference... Did I talk about this the last time? The difference between Belfast weather and London weather, considering they're really, really not far away from each other, is insane. I don't, like, my brain doesn't really comprehend it. For example, this coming weekend, it'll actually be the Saturday just past when you're listening to this. It's 26 degrees in London on Saturday. At Belfast, it's 15 and raining. Uh, so love that for us. <laughs> like how can there be an 11 degree difference when it's literally not far away? I'd make it make sense. Anyway, I think that's it for us. Although I do have a summer holiday book for next week. Not to brag. You know what? This episode is going to be on life hacks and I was just about to say this is a life hack. Okay. This is number one of the life hacks. Um, this is naturally the start of it. We're going to get into it in a second once I give you my little update of the week but life hack book a summer holiday for the start of summer as in like June May or June and then book a summer holiday for the end of summer like end of September it makes your summer feel so long which is essential when we quite literally don't get a summer (laughs) and have like a nine month winter yeah, it kind of like tricks your brain into thinking that summer is actually really long, even though the weather in between that isn't even good. It's just you're still in like summer mode. You're, the summer wardrobe is very much there and you're you're trying to summer, but the summer's not really summering. I don't know. <laughs> it works in my brain. One thing I have to say about London is that what the fuck is up with the foxes? Anyone listening to this that lives in London, is it normal to hear those screams coming out of the foxes every night? Because it sounds like a child is dying. It sounds like a mixture of a screaming child slash a yappy dog slash one of those toys that you squeeze and it makes that really high-pitched noise. I genuinely still don't even know if that 100% is. You know what? Let me ask you just look up what noise comes out of foxes right now and I'll be able to confirm if that was the sound of foxes because every morning 
I was waking up so confused because you know when you, it was a noise would wake you up in the middle of the night but you're still kind of half asleep and then you're struggling to get back to sleep because it's all you can hear and then it becomes like part of your dream. It's really haunting me to be honest. <laughs> Let me see how oh, foxes sound. Okay, we've got a video up on YouTube here that says the scream of a fox. Yeah, that's just confirmed. That is exactly what the noise was. What the fuck? Why have I not heard that before? The foxes in London need to chill the fuck out. You know what? I'm sure foxes everywhere sound like that, but you just don't hear them in your back garden, maybe at home, because they're like in fields. I don't know. Where are foxes in Belfast? To be fair, I used to see them all the time. When I used to, during lockdown, I worked shifts that were like, when did I start? I'd start, oh, I think I started at 2pm. No, 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 wait. Yeah, I'd start at like 2pm and finish at 2am, I think. Or sometimes I start at 4pm and finish at 2am. It was around about those times anyway. It was like sometimes a 10, sometimes a 12 hour shift. And on the drive home at like 2 o'clock in the morning, there would always be foxes running across the road, across the dual carriageway. And sometimes like badgers and stuff as well. But I've never seen a fox in broad daylight in Belfast. They seem to go into hiding. Whereas in London, you see foxes in broad daylight all the time. Like Sometimes they're just wandering the streets. It's kind of creepy. You never know what they're going to do. Like some people are like, they're literally just like dogs. Like it's fine. But there's they've got a look about them. They've got a little sly look about them. And the way they dart. Do you know what I mean? That little sly darting run. It's terrifying. Anyway, London was fun. It was very wholesome. Like, I didn't really drink. Spent a lot of time in just, like, doing lots of walking, going to lovely parks. Went to Primrose Hill, went to Holland Park. Two of my favourite places in London, to be honest. I love parks in London that make you feel like you're not in London. That tells you everything you need to know, probably, about my opinion of London. <laughs> if my favourite places are the places where you feel like you're not in London. I don't know. I don't actually hate it, but like that just says a lot, I feel like. Anyway, yeah, went out for like lots of nice food, went on a couple runs, got lots of coffee, cinnamon buns, all that good stuff. Tried the blueberry matcha from Blank Street Coffee for the first time, been wanting to try it for ages because I keep seeing it on people's Instagram stories and stuff. And oh my God, was it good. It was really good. I highly, highly recommend that Blank Street Coffee Blueberry Matcha. In general, I try to stay away from chains when it comes to coffee. Like obviously there's times where you have to just go for the chains, you know, when you're in train stations and airports and things like that. But in general, especially in London, where there's like a plethora of coffee options and you can go for smaller brands and you know um independent coffee shops I would always try and opt for those ones but I just really wanted to try this from Blank Street and you know what another exception I do make for that role is Gales in London because Gales oat milk lattes they just they're on another level like they slap so hard it, it kind of it doesn't remind me of Cafe O from home because it's nothing like that and the coffee doesn't taste anything like that but in the same way that the Cafe O oat milk lattes are like crack to me that's what Gail's oat milk lattes are also like. But yeah, the Blank Street Blueberry Matcha, it tastes like a matcha flavoured blueberry muffin in a drink. <gasps> oh, sensational. And I really wanted to try their, their, their cinnamon swirl is actually vegan. And I wanted to try it, but I was just after eating so many cinnamon swirls in the days prior to that. And I was like, I actually can't bring myself to eat this on top of like a sweet drink I think I will actually throw up so I haven't yet tried that because I'm a cinnamon swirl fanatic and I'm like always wanting to try them everywhere I go if they are vegan because nine times out of ten they actually are vegan because they kind of are one of those just like naturally vegan things like not accidentally but you know what I mean they just are they just don't have eggs or milk in them most of the time um and because they're like my favorite sweet tree I love to like rate them everywhere I go and I have this like mental hierarchy in my brain of all the different cinnamon 
swirls or cinnamon rolls that I've tried. One day I'll post it on my story, once I decipher between them all. But yeah, we tried the Benji's buns once, and not gonna lie, they were good, but I'm... How would I say? I'm a connoisseur now when it comes to my cinnamon swirls and they just didn't live up to my expectation. I've had plenty better of cinnamon swirls. If I could recommend you a cinnamon swirl in London, now bear in mind I haven't had the one from Blank Street so that's not in the equation, I would say the buns from home ones are really good. They do actually live up to the hype. They could be a little bit bigger Looking at them, you'd think, "Mm, I could eat two of them. I could definitely demolish two of them right now. However, they're the perfect balance of crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside, good amount of icing, not overly sweet where it's like, fuck, I can't finish this. You know, I'm going to have to come back to this in a couple hours because this is like sugar overload. But not, not sweet enough where it doesn't taste like, you know, where it tastes more bready. Are you getting me? It's it's a good cinnamon swirl. It's pretty it's pretty top tier. So yeah, try buns from home. There's quite a few of them over London. There's one in Notting Hill. There's one there's one in Central, I think. Near Soho. No, not near Soho. Sorry. Near Covent Garden. And there is one I know there's one near Holland Park, because we passed it when I was going to Holland Park. I didn't actually know that existed there. I'm sure there's a few more, but yeah, try buns from home if you go to London. I'm sure you've seen it all over TikTok. Oh fuck it. Well I tell you where my favourite ones are in Belfast now as well. I may as well seeing as I'm on the topic for my Belfast Queens. So my favourite Oh, this is so hard because I rate them in for different things, okay? So <laughs> sorry to anyone. <laughs> who is so uninterested at this point about the cinnamon swirl talk you can't skip on to the main part of the episode we'll be done with this in a minute so the the ones from harry's place which is a little um like non-profit cafe that um helps people with learning difficulties get jobs and things it's called so there's a harry's place on the Ormer road at three at seven on Ormer road and then there's harry's place in pine hinch and they only recently opened the one on the Ormer road and i'm obsessed with it because i was always obsessed with the one in pine hinch but i obviously didn't get to go very much because a bit of a trek to go and get some sausage rolls and cinnamon swirls do you know what i mean although i did do it sometimes so yeah the their one harry's place at three at seven on Ormer road their one is delicious but so sweet like you'd want to share it so sweet dripping and icing and the bottoms all like caramelized it's a 10 out of 10 cinnamon swirl but like be warned it is a it's a treat you know the sugar is sugaring in that cinnamon swirl then this isn't in order by the way because these are all like these are all top tier for me but I'm gonna explain why they're all my favorites in different ways so the next one is Wait, I swear that... Oh, the next one's Bread and Banjo Bakery on the Ormer Road. They do incredible baked goods all week. They're like croissants, pan chocolates, everything. Oh, everything is so good. I'm actually drooling thinking about it. Their cinnamon swirls are delicious. Sometimes they do... I don't like their sugar-covered cinnamon swirls. I mean, I like them, sorry, but they're not like my top tier ones. I'd prefer the like, you know, the bready doughy ones with the icing the ones we're all thinking of I preferred their ones of them and they do on Thursdays they do vegan Thursdays it used to be vegan Fridays and recently they've changed it to vegan Thursdays so on Thursdays when you go to Bread and Banjo on the Ormer Road literally everything is vegan I think apart from maybe like one or two things which is so good like you can get vegan scones you can get vegan pan chocolates croissants all that great stuff um it's honestly a vegan stream so if you're like dairy intolerant or vegan make sure to go there on a Thursday they do sell out pretty quick I feel like I don't know anytime I've gone they've got next to nothing left by the time it hits honestly about 11 or half 11 so get in there early it is also top tier and probably a little bit less sweet than the Harry's Place one but like in a good way and then I also love the one that French Village do. Now, I never go and sit in French Village. It's just, I don't know, it's not really my favourite of cafes in Belfast. However, they do supply to a lot of other cafes. And one of the ones they supply to is Ordo, the pizza restaurant, 
which opens for coffee and like croissants and stuff I don't know if they do it every morning I just know that they do it on a Saturday morning and the reason I know that is because I go to yoga every Saturday morning in the cathedral quarter and after yoga I always just go to Ordo after and have a little coffee and a cinnamon swirl and read my book and romanticize my life and it's the best Saturday morning routine ever I got out of the way of it for ages there just because summer and I don't know you know the start of a relationship and you're like I don't want to get up early and go to go to yoga and do that so I'm back in the swing of it now and I'm loving it and the that cinnamon swirl is a lot more it's a lot less sweet and a lot more like a a pastry that I don't like it feels like you're eating a croissant like it's not overly sweet and you could you don't feel sick from the sugar at the end of it and it's more like a bready cinnamon swirl but in the best way possible like not a bready one that's tough or not moist like it still has that but yeah I could talk about cinnamon swirls for ages as you can probably tell I genuinely think I've been talking about them for more than six minutes because I just looked at the time and I think the last time I checked it was six minutes ago and I was talking about cinnamon swirls then so let's move on this is an advertisement from better help therapy online guys I'm not gonna lie to you I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place like completely haywire and I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiraling about them I'm not talking about it I'm just sitting there overthinking them letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out. And that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk. It was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like, hey, I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around. And I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and I mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Little reading update for you guys. I finished Conversations on Love and I tell you what, that's going to be my recommendation of the week because I just thought it was an amazing book. I think no matter what age you are, no matter what gender you are, no matter like where you are in your life, I feel like it is such an incredible book. I feel like there are so many takeaways from it. I think I learned so many things about myself. I learned so much about different kinds of love, about loss, about grief. I have literally about a million highlights in the thing. 
And I genuinely think it's one of those books that will stay on my bookshelf for the rest of my life, like genuinely until the day I die and I will always refer back to it. And that sounds a bit OTT, but I'm not even over-exaggerating. Like I do think that book will bring me a lot of comfort in different times throughout my life. And I'm just really happy I read it. I'm really happy I discovered it and I highly recommend it to absolutely everyone listening, no matter who you are. I actually really want to do an episode dedicated to some of the things I learned in that and maybe delve a bit deeper into some of the topics. I just need to suss out how I want to structure that. But yeah, it was great. Five stars for me. So now I have moved on to Kari Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I have had it downloaded on my Kindle for a little while because it went on sale for 99p maybe like a month ago and I remember I downloaded it when I saw it was on sale. And I just love everything that I've read by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I've read Daisy Jones and the Six. Obsessed. Loved it. Loved the series that I watched after. In fact, I've now watched the series three times over in the space of, what, like six months, if even. I've got problems. (laughs) What else have I read at first? I've read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Also amazing. Apparently they're turning that into... I want to say movie, but maybe a series. Can't really remember. I just remember seeing that somewhere. I've also read Malibu Rising and I loved all three of those books. And I am a quarter of the way into Carrie Soto's back and I am absolutely loving it. I don't know how to describe Taylor Jenkins Reid writing. Sorry, that was such a tongue twister. I don't know how to describe her writing, but all of her stories are just, all of her stories, all of her books are just so easy to read like you just catch yourself an hour later with half a book finished do you know what I mean it's one of those ones where you don't even realize time is passing before you know it you're finishing the book in a couple days which is what I needed I spent too long on that conversations on love and to be fair I'm not mad about that because I think with non-fiction it is actually nice to take your time a little bit and to like sit on the things you're learning and the the messages you're kind of getting from it it's nice to kind of have that over a slower a longer period of time but I'm glad to be stuck into a novel now that's that I know I'm gonna finish by the end of the week and I also just think because right so I read Conversations on Love as a hard copy like I had the actual physical book of it and I think it's really nice every now and then to go and get a natural physical book and I, I had a couple of vouchers for bookshops for my birthday And that was like one of the purchases from that. And I think it's so nice, you know, going in the bookshop, reading all the blurbs. Like there's something so nice about that experience and then coming away with some nice books and putting them on your bookshelf. Like it's such a, I don't know, that genuinely just fills me with so much happiness. So I think for me, I love doing that every so often. However, I very much recognize that I'm a Kindle reader in that it makes me read so much faster and keeps me so motivated to read because see the way at the wee bottom left corner of your Kindle and it says time left in chapter seven minutes and then it says percentage of the way through the book and all that. Like just knowing, okay, I've got this much to the end of the chapter and okay, I'm only 5% away from hitting 30% or whatever it is. Like having those little statistics those like markers it sounds stupid but it does just keep you motivated to read for longer whereas I feel like when you're reading a physical book you're like ah three pages whatever done (laughs) distracted by something else now putting it down like picking up your phone and also the ease of a kindle of being able to just like whip it out wherever you are and it be no hassle and like you don't have to get out your wee highlighter and your ruler like I do with my books because you just do it digitally And especially in the sun when you're lying back and you can just like hold it with one hand and in bed when you can just like hold it with one hand or prop it up against your knees. You don't have to like hold the pages open. I just think the convenience and the ease of a Kindle is unmatched. Okay, pit and peak of the week. Let's think. Peak? Hmm. The whole weekend was a bit of a peak. Do you ever just catch yourself and you're like, how is this real life? Sometimes being in the sun does that to me and like being in really beautiful surroundings and with people you love and then also like consuming your favourite things like coffee and cinnamon swirls <laughs> and you're just so present in the moment and you're like wow how is this my life? You just really 
taking it all in. But if I had to pick one peak, oh, you know what it is? My boyfriend made me a little photo album and he put a little card in at the start of it for literally no reason. Like, I can't. So that's my peak. I literally sat outside the gym car park and just stared at it for half an hour being like, oh my God. <laughs> Love that for me. What a king. Pit of the week. You know what? I was on a roll with being good and not picking my face. And I've come to the conclusion of why I do it. And it's because of my stupid mirror in my bathroom at home. It's the most HD mirror you've ever seen in your entire life. And not only that, but there's this light above it, this spotlight right above the mirror. It makes you be able to see every single pore on your face. And everyone says it to me when they use my bathroom. Like all my friends go into that bathroom and they're like, oh my God, is this what I look like? Like, is this what my skin looks like? But I don't realise because I see that every single day. And it's not until I go on holiday and I realise, wait, it's not normal to see your face like that every single day. And then when I when I don't, when I'm away, when I'm on holiday and I'm just using, you know, a normal mirror in a bathroom and, you know, with normal lighting, I don't squeeze my face. I don't like pick for no reason. And I've come to the conclusion that I either need to get rid of that mirror or I need to move out. <laughs> That's a bit dramatic. But yeah, one of those two things needs to happen because the second I got back, I squeezed my whole face. And like to the point that, you know, when you squeeze like nothing, like you're literally just squeezing pores that literally do not need squeeze and you give yourself spots, like you give yourself those under the skin spots by squeezing. I don't know how that works, but somehow that's what seems to happen every time. And then I woke up the next day with literally the worst skin of my life. So that's the pit. But you know what? At least I've learned something from that pit and it's that that mirror needs to get the fuck out of my life. Um, Words of the week. This is something I saw on Instagram and it made me so happy. So I'm just going to read out. It's like a little carousel of posts as in Every time I say carousel to people, they literally are like, what are you talking about? It's like a a little bundle of posts on Instagram. You know the way you can swipe through them? Okay. So it says, you look happier since you dot dot dot. You look happier since you started prioritizing how your life feels instead of how it looks. You look happier since you started giving yourself the same love you've always given others. You look happier since you decided to let people lose you instead of begging them to choose you. You look happier since you stopped looking for love in the same places you lost it. You look happier since you stopped making excuses for people who are unsure about you. You look happier since you stopped being subtle about who you are and what you want. How gorgeous. I'm going to share one of them right now actually. One second. Which one will I share? I'm going to share. You look happier since you started giving yourself the same love you've always given others. Okay, let's get into this week's podcast topic. I'm going to be sharing with you some life hacks. These are going to be a bit all over the place. There's no specific uh, genre of life hacks. These are just lots of different genres of life hacks that just make my life a little bit easier. And I feel like they could help you get your shit together and to just feel that bit more like life is your bitch. (laughs) Okay, first hack I already said at the start of the podcast, make your summer feel extended by booking a holiday at the very beginning and the very end of it because then you know what it doesn't really matter what the weather is like in between I mean it does but also it kind of doesn't because you're like I've still got this to look forward to and I've still already had a holiday so I'm still keeping my tan you know some people actually swear by always having your next holiday booked like I know some people that will literally never they'll either come home from their holiday and book their next holiday straight away or they will book it while they're on holiday so that they don't come home without a next holiday booked. That doesn't really phase me. I'm not, I don't always need a holiday to look forward to. I think if anything that would get me in a weird mindset where I'd always be thinking about the holiday and like the next thing as opposed to being able to, you know, settle and enjoy and kind of just like be in the moment and the space that I'm in but that's not the case for everyone and some people just do like having that book so if that's you maybe that's a little life hack but yeah mine's the start and end of summer one 
did I already say I'm going to split this up into two parts? I can't remember if I did. Anyway, I've got a really extensive list, so we're probably going to do this episode in two parts, seeing as I decided to do a 25-minute intro talking about cinnamon swirls. Uh, Okay, so number two (laughs) on the life hacks is to get your morning routine down to a T. It's easier said than done, I know, because there are a lot of elements that go into getting your morning routine right. You know, that involves getting your sleeping routine right. It involves working out what actually works for you, what you can do time-wise and what you, what makes you feel good as well. There's no point doing a three-hour morning routine that actually just makes you feel knackered and like shit and you can't be bothered starting your day after that. You know what I mean? Finding the right morning routine that works for you is a process but once you get that down to a T and you know exactly how to start your day off on the right foot it's like a it's like a blueprint for having a good day see when you're not in the morning routine buzz and you're kind of a bit out of whack and you're sleeping in and your sleeping routine's all over the place and someone turns around and tells you this I know it's the last thing you want to hear like trust me there's times in my life where I am struggling to get out of bed before 11 o'clock and the last thing I want to do is get up and go to the gym and then there's been times in my life where I am literally up every single morning at 7am having had eight hours sleep going to the gym reading a book eating my oats like I've chopped and changed between the two but I ultimately know that I am my happiest and I have my best days when I've got my morning routine sussed out it's not just a TikTok that girl trend like this is a legit thing that's backed up by a lot of studies as to why developing good morning routines is actually really good for you and you know really good for habit building and for your mental health and just to have a good day so many successful people swear by and I'm not just talking successful in terms of like people that are really rich or people that have businesses like successful across the board in like so many different ways people that are successful in their own ways I feel like all of them always rave about their morning routine and how much that helps them and I also think it's the only time in the day that you have to literally be that selfish and only dedicate it to you because the second you hit the time where it's working hours you're maybe in the office maybe you've got kids, family, If you even if you work from home, your manager's on to you and then that evening you've got to be with your flatmates or you've, you've got to go to this class with these people or you've got to meet up with these people. Like your morning routine is the one time in the day that is solely dedicated to benefiting you. So what you do with that time is actually so important when you think about it that way. It might take a good load of test runs of trying out different things and different times and different maybe types of workouts or podcasts to listen to or playlists to listen to or meditations to do. I don't know. You suss out what your ideal morning is and then make it your bitch. Do it every morning. Well, maybe not every morning because everyone needs to lie in every now and then, but you know what I mean. My current morning routine is quite loose. It's not a rigid structure like this time I do this, this time I do this, I work out for this long. It's not very set in stone but I do have a, it's not very set in stone because I'm not in a very like rigid timetable in my life at the minute. You know, I'm not at uni anymore. I'm not in an office job that I have to be online for nine o'clock. So because I have that flexibility, my morning routine is a bit more flexible. However, I still make sure to have all the different elements that I know set me up for a good day in there. I will probably try and make it more structured soon, but I've kind of been enjoying it being a bit more loose over summer. But still, as I said, making sure that those things are in there. I actually do want to do a whole episode dedicated to morning routines and maybe nighttime routines or maybe just routines in general. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on because we'll save that for that episode. Okay, number three actually kind of falls into this. It's a bit of a part of a morning routine, I guess. Leave your clothes out for the next morning for no other reason than the fact that I am literally brain dead in the morning and very much rely on prep from the night before slash routines that I don't need to think about. 
that's why morning routines are again so good because you don't need to think about it it's a set thing that you do every morning and you don't need to give it any brain thought because I quite literally have no brain power to think of for of any ideas also when it comes to outfits there's nothing going on up there there's no creativity happening in that brain so you know if it's a case of leaving out your outfit to work out in and then leaving out your outfit for the day do that or if you just find you just need to leave out your workout stuff and then by the time you've worked out you have more brain power to be able to pick what you want to wear for the day yeah I don't know I just have to do this otherwise I will literally wear the same thing every day like I'm not joking you I'll just pick my comfy t-shirt and my comfy trousers and wear that every single day which is really annoying it's fine on days where you do just want to be comfy but you know on days when you kind of want to slay and then you're annoyed at yourself because you're like why did I just put on a boring outfit again you also save yourself so much time in the morning okay number four is to book your classes or not necessarily book your general things in for the week at the start of the week like plan your week ahead on if you don't have the brain part of it on a Sunday because you're hungover at least do it on a Monday but plan your week ahead because I'm so bad when I don't do this for fitting things in that should matter. You know, if I don't have a clear, okay, this is what I'm doing this week. These are the evenings I'm going to classes or these are the evenings I'm filming cooking videos. So therefore, these are the evenings I have free to do ABC, to meet with my friends, to uh, go on a walk with so-and-so to do you know what I mean if I don't have that laid out in front of me I just won't do any of it I'll never get around to doing absolutely any of it and I'll just think in my head the whole time oh I have to do this I have to do that I have to do that and I'll never actually get around to doing it or I think oh I'd actually love to do Pilates this week but I'll wait and see then comes to Friday you're like fuck I didn't get booked into Pilates let me check if there's any space for tomorrow night no it's fully booked fucked it again do you know what I mean? So just having that little bit of preparation at the start of your week to allow you to do the things that you want to do, basically. Number five, I feel like we all think, okay, I don't personally think this, but in general, there's like a stereotype on healthy meals as being meals that we don't enjoy. I could be wrong on this. I don't think of healthy meals as meals that I don't enjoy. But I feel like a lot of people in their heads, a healthy meal is a bland, boring salad that they don't enjoy or chicken and rice and broccoli. (laughs) And people can't seem to think outside of that. There are so many recipes and meals that are healthy and are filled with nutrients and are amazing for your body. And see the more you can incorporate into like your weekly meal rotation, you're literally cracking the code because you're finding healthy meals that you enjoy eating. You're not dreading eating them like you would be if you were eating chicken, rice and veg every day. So this life hack is to just find healthy meals you like. It sounds so simple, but like just because you're not having pizza or you're not having carbonara doesn't mean you can't find a really nice healthy meal absolutely delicious and look forward to it and leading on from that this is quite similar find ways of working out that you like again once you have found out ways that you actually enjoy working out and foods that you actually enjoy eating that are healthy you've cracked it You've literally cracked a healthy lifestyle because you're doing and eating things that you enjoy. What more could you want? Exercise doesn't have to be viewed as this thing that you have to do to, I don't know, because society tells you to or your doctor tells you to or school taught you to. It doesn't have to be this thing that you have to do to stay in shape or to lose weight like it can actually just be something that you really enjoy and that feels good and that allows you to move your body and feels liberating and and gets the happy hormones pumping but maybe what you associate as being exercise or like what you've typically done to exercise 
is maybe just going to the gym and running and you hate both of those forms of exercise so you've just kind of put a blanket statement over all forms of exercise to say that you don't like them and that exercising is just uh, not something you enjoy and something you have to force yourself to do it doesn't have to be like that I'm telling you now exercising can be doing can be playing just dance on the way for half an hour in your living room <laughs> like there is no better workout than a bit of dancing in your living room and once you find things that you like it's not a chore anymore it's a hobby it's something that you enjoy and something that brings a lot of happiness to your life it's not something that you do to punish yourself or to lose weight or to you know get rid of the calories that you ate like that's ridiculous it's to move your body and it's to feel good okay another life hack what number are we on to number seven a life hack here this is something that I learned in Atomic Habits a book that I read a couple of years ago about habit building it's called the two minute rule I've actually written in my hacks here just do something for five minutes because two minutes seems a bit absurd to me but anyway two minute rule five minute rule whatever the fuck you want to call it is to just do something for two minutes so let's say you want to meditate but you can't be fucked you just cannot be arsed you're like I could not be bothered getting into that for 15 minutes or however long it's gonna be or you want to journal but you don't know what to write about and you haven't taken it out in a while and you're just not really too arsed just tell yourself just do it for two minutes right two minutes of your time it's actually nothing in the grand scheme of things you can literally be on to doing whatever it was that you were originally doing or something completely different within quite literally two minutes if that's what you want however what you will find a lot of the time is that once you start it it's actually the starting that was the hardest part and then once you get into it you want to do it for longer and if that's not the case and you did just do it for two minutes well then look at that you did it for two minutes that's better than nothing you know doing two minutes of journaling is better than not journaling at all doing two minutes of meditating is better for your day and for your brain than not doing any form of meditation at all so yeah two minute rule or five minute rule if you want to do it for five minutes <laughs> why have I just acted like I just made up the five minute rule when it's literally just the two minute rule but five minutes okay number seven this is actually one I heard on a podcast recently and I thought it was absolutely genius so say you do like a big my, I usually do a big refresh on a Friday I know lots of people's is a Saturday or Sunday when they do they're kind of like big clean a refresh where they clean their bathroom, strip their sheets, hoover the floors, you know, do all that jazz. So it can seem really daunting, I think, to start doing all those jobs. I mean, I actually, I'm not gonna lie here, this makes me sound like such a wet wipe. I don't find it daunting whatsoever. I, I love cleaning. I get so much satisfaction out of cleaning. I know I sound like a psychopath right now and everyone listening to this is like, shut the fuck up, you little pick me. It's not even that. I don't know what it is in my brain, but I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy cleaning. And I know every time I tell people, they think I'm genuinely a psychopath, but it does just bring me a lot of joy, okay? Now that we've got that out of the way, I know for other people, all those jobs can seem really daunting. But here is the life hack, right? When you strip your sheets and put them in the wash, okay? Obviously, you've got then an hour most washing machines will have like the 60 minute cycle I feel like that's kind of just what everyone does 60 minute cycle and then let's say you put them in the dryer for let's just say an hour after that so you've got two hours you got two hours until your sheets are going to be fully done and ready to make the bed again use those two hours like use your sheets being done as like a little timer to get everything else done within that time. Get your hoovering done, get your bathroom done, get all your cleaning shit done for the week. If you need to do ironing, I've never ironed a piece of clothing in my life. Actually, have I? No, actually, that's a lie. I have. I used to have to iron my shirts when I worked in restaurants and stuff. I've never ironed like my own clothes though I don't think is that bad I really want to get steamer anyway I am sidetracking use those two hours to do all those things use it as a timer also if you end up two hours is quite a long time like if you end up having extra time then you can use that extra time to do what I said of the planning of the week 
You know, you can even squeeze that in there. And then it means literally by the time you've just stripped your bed and then made it again, you've got everything you need to get done in terms of like cleaning and life admin. Fuck, you could even throw some meal prepping into there. If you're feeling adventurous, if you've got a bit of spare time left over, you could cook a batch cook a big meal for the rest of the week. That would be really slaying. That would, yeah, that'd be good going, I reckon, to get done in two hours. Okay, next up. This is a little life hack I learned from the queen herself, Grace Beverly. Now, when I started doing this, I thought, why have I been so stupid my whole life? Like, why have I not been doing this sooner? Why did no one tell me to do this sooner? And the hack is to make daily to-do tables instead of lists. If you do actually buy Grace's productivity planner, you'll... Sorry, my cat's going nuts on my carpet here. Can you relax? Um, If you buy her planner, it's done like this. Like It's split up into kind of different to-dos. However, you don't need to buy her planner to be able to do this. You can literally write it in a notebook and it's to split up your to-do list into different sections now I actually don't follow her so when I first learned the when I first learned the hack from Grace she splits her things up into little like tasks that she so she calls her under five minute to-dos tasks so that's just quick ticks like responding to an email calling your doctors you know little like quick ticks that you can fire through in 30 minutes and get every single one of them done that don't require any brain power like you don't need to sit there and really get into the zone or anything they're very much just like quick tick tasks and then there was I can't even remember what she calls the one that's under 30 minutes but there's one for a section for under 30 minutes like another to do uh section and then there's projects which is over 30 minutes so like big long projects that you need to that are probably split up into smaller things but you know that you really need to sit down and dedicate like an hour or so to to be fair that layout really worked for me for uni because I feel like with uni there just was a lot of like sometimes there'd be lots of like little things I needed to do and then there'd be times where I'd have bigger projects and I need to split them up into different tasks and I just feel like that way of working really worked so well for me in uni so definitely if you are a university student give that a go. Sorry that was annoying me that I couldn't remember what the name of the three kind of headings were so I could tell you. So it's quick ticks then tasks then projects. So quick ticks are under five minutes, tasks are under 30, projects are over that. So yeah start organizing your to-do list like that because when you actually think about it it doesn't make sense to have everything in one to-do list when there are things that are going to take 30 seconds or two minutes and aren't really that important in the grand scheme of things and could be moved over tomorrow like they're pretty far down in the list of priorities and then there's things that are a lot more serious and need done for tomorrow and are kind of like a non-negotiable so I think doing it out this way and like having a clear idea of what is important and what is like a top priority is a really good way to do your to-do table instead of just like looking at one big long thing and then picking the easy things to do and then coming to the end of the day and being like okay I may have ticked some things off but like it's not the important things that I should have done they're just I just kind of tricked my brain into thinking I got some things done but they weren't even important things. I actually don't use that method anymore uh, for no reason other than the fact that I don't really feel like I need to so what I do now instead, well, I actually do all of mine digitally now on a website called Notion. I've actually seen recently that Grace is bringing out a digital version of the Productivity Planner, which is cool. I'll definitely be onto that. Actually, will I? I don't know. I'm pretty happy with Notion. Anyway, I break it up now into sections that are like work related and then home related, I guess. And I just do the two things like that. So within those, there's obviously ones that are more important and ones that are not so important and it won't take that long but I kind of just try and do it because it's digital and you can drag them up and down I'll try and do it in order of priority but yeah just so I can see clearly what I've got to do in my working schedule and what I've got to do in my kind of like home life admin schedule put on a wash wash your hair I don't know I have to remind myself of these things because if I don't I'll forget apparently and not wash my hair for two weeks 
But yeah, I highly recommend you incorporate some sort of structure to your to-do list so that you're not just ticking off the easy things and tricking your brain into thinking you're being productive because yeah, we all like to do that from time to time. In fact, I like to do that a lot. Okay, next life hack is to start using a calendar that syncs with your phone. I talk about this all the time. I swear by it. I just use Apple calendars. I find it the easiest. It links up with my laptop and my phone. It automatically, you know, like if you book a class, it'll come up. Do you want to add this to your calendar? So I just find that the easiest. But I know loads of people use like Google calendars. I'm sure there's plenty of different calendars out there that you can link up between your phone and your laptop. Whatever works for you, it's all the same shit. But it just makes your life so much easier. Like I didn't used to do this and I used to take all my makeup appointments from, I think I used to, did I used to do it in a book? I'm not sure. And then it meant if I was out anywhere and or if I was on holiday or whatever and I didn't have it with me, it was so annoying and I couldn't get back to people. But now I've just like always got a view of what my week's like or what my schedule's like. And if my dad rings me and is like, are you free on this day? Like I need you to come here for this meeting. I can literally just check no matter what because it's always on my phone and it's always up to date because even if I've added it onto my laptop, it's going to be on my phone as well. Okay, next life hack is to bulk buy things that are really annoying to run out of or not bulk buy but buy in twos things that are really annoying to run out of you know things that you have to go out of your way to get for example my cat she has to eat specific food that prevents her from getting chronic UTIs it's not something you can just pick up in Tesco on your way home from work. It's not something, you know, you're going to find in the corner shop when you happen to be walking home from somewhere and you think, oh shit, I'm about to run out of cat food. No, like you have to order it and then it has, you have to wait for a week to arrive. And if within that time she's not eating that food, you best believe she's going to get a UTI and start pissing on your floors, which is, you know, it's pretty inconvenient having to clean up cat piss. So things like that (laughs) or if you live on your own and when you run out of toilet paper it's the worst thing in the world because you're just sat there and you can't even shout for anyone to bring you toilet paper because that's it that's the toilet paper supply done like buying things in twos where it just makes sense to do so there are so many examples of this like the list goes on I could name a hundred other things but you know what I'm talking about things that are just really annoying to run out of and not easy to get your hands on quickly okay next tip is to bulk cook slash meal prep I would say when I'm cooking I pretty much always always make sure there's enough for at least an extra portion if not an extra two then at least an extra one because I'm sorry but who wants to be cooking for all three meals every single day absolutely no one unless it's your job and you're a personal chef and you know it's very much your passion you're gonna spend the whole day in the kitchen yeah you do you but like even me as someone who enjoys cooking that still doesn't mean I want to spend all of my days cooking every single meal sometimes you do just want to stick something in a microwave So just look out for future you and get in the habit of always putting on the equivalent of an extra portion. And look, if it gets to the next night and it turns out you're not going to eat it and you end up like getting dinner with a friend, you've then got it for lunch the next day. Or if worse comes to worse and you actually just don't think you're going to eat it, you're now rolling into the weekend and you've got too many pounds, you're definitely not going to get around to eating it. Stick it in the freezer for a rainy day. There'll 100% be a time where that will come in handy. My next life hack is to post outfit pictures on the Styles app. I think this app changed names recently. One second, let me check what it's called now. Okay, it's actually called Style Mine now. Style Mine, as in S-T-Y-L-E-M-I-N-E. Style Mine. Used to be called Styles. It's basically like, it's kind of like Pinterest, but just for fashion, slash Instagram but just for fashion no I'd say it's more Pinteresty because you're always on like an explorer page if that makes sense like it's not always on people that you follow it definitely is more like Pinteresty but solely for fashion you don't have to post on this like if you want you can do the thing I've seen people on TikTok do that thing where they take selfies of their outfits and then you like hold in your person and it 
you can like copy it into your notes you can do that if you want but I just find it easier having it all in like an app that you're able to scroll through post your outfit pictures on there right get over the fact that people are gonna see it no one cares be cringy no one actually cares like no one gives a fuck everyone posts their outfit pictures these days so if that's something you're worried about please don't start posting on that right do you see the amount of times I look at my wardrobe and I think I have no clothes and then I'm like catch yourself on Emma you literally have a wardrobe overflowing here and then I just go on in my styles have a little flick through and I'm like oh yeah that's actually a sick outfit I'll put that on like it saves me so many times from not being able to think of an outfit to all of a sudden being like yeah that's a sleigh or I could wear this but style it in this way or I could do a mix and match of them two outfits do you know what I mean I think it's just a nice visual thing to have of all these different outfit photos because if you just take them on your phone and they just get lost in your camera roll you're never going to see them all together like that you're never going to have that like inspo of your own wardrobe I mean you could maybe make an album on your phone that's another good idea if you don't want to post it on an app you could make a outfit album on your phone it's also actually really good style mine is really good for getting inspo from other people too so as well as getting inspo from yourself and your own wardrobe you can also kind of look at how other people are styling things and got a bit of inspiration from that. I am quite bad at staying in the habit of doing it regularly. I'll like forget that it exists and then in a month be like, oh shit, yeah. And then I'll upload them all at once. But that's fine as well. Like they're still going to be there. So yeah, I should probably get in the habit though of doing it more of a, as a regular thing. Okay, life hack number 14. This is going to be the last one for this episode. This one is very, very circumstantial and you will 100% not be able to do this at every stage in your life. In fact, I would say for the majority of your life, you won't be able to do this. However, that's why I think it's important that when you can do this, that you do it. And that is to put away half of your earnings when you can and I know trust me I know there are probably so many of you listening to this right now being like girl be for real like be fucking for real there is not a hope in hell I can put away half my earnings like do you know what rent in London is like and I know I get that and there's been so many times in my life where I'm living paycheck to paycheck and like when I was in in Australia half my earnings went to my rent And half of them went on living in Australia, funnily enough, because I didn't want to be saving. I wanted to be living my life there. And that's what I'm saying. There's like, this is a very, very circumstantial thing. And there was 100% so many times in your life where this is just not feasible. And not only because, yeah, there's times like when you first moved to London and you're on like a, you're in a graduate role and you're earning like a graduate uh, salary, yet you're paying crazy rent prices and crazy prices for drinks and absolutely everything that comes with living in London. There's not a hope in hell you're going to be able to put away half of your earnings then. And when you're a student, like you're very much waiting for that next student loan payment coming in. There's no saving where that's concerned. However, when you can, for example, if you move back home for a period of six months because you know it's a in-between kind of time before you're moving somewhere else or maybe you're moving home to save a little bit or you don't have a job and you're kind of waiting to see what the next step is so for a bit of security you're moving back home when you can when you have the ability to save half your earnings please do it you will thank yourself so much for it instead of looking at it as like a oh I'm saving this amount on rent now because I've moved home so I'm gonna spend that instead on clothes or on going out or whatever it is like think logically about this yes there's times in your life where you want to spend money on experiences and you want to be like money will come and I can spend this on this and I'll have no regrets yeah there's gonna be times where you can think like that and that's amazing to think like that and you'll literally be so grateful for yourself for thinking like that but then there's other times in your life you need to think a bit more like okay I have the capacity to put away half my earnings here without realistically sacrificing anything that's gonna like make a difference to my life like yeah I might have to be a bit more careful about where and when I'm spending my money but I'm not missing out on life experiences by doing that and then in the long run I'm saving for the traveling or I'm saving for 
the house or I'm saving for the new camera or whatever it is you know what I mean you will honestly thank yourself so much if you do this like instead of spending that on I don't know fast fashion hauls and takeaways and then having nothing to show for it at the end of a year that you could have put away half your earnings and funded yourself to go traveling for six months I don't know what do you think sounds like the better outcome in that situation because I reckon having enough money to go traveling for six months would be the better thing for me but each to their own okay we'll leave it there I don't know how I managed to only get through 14 life hacks in that episode sometimes I just get carried away especially when I'm talking about cinnamon swirls Anyway, if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave a little comment in Spotify now. If you swipe up, it'll say, what did you think of this episode? And you can let me know what you guys thought. Let me know if you guys have any life hacks as well. I'd love to know. It helps me out so much when you guys share the podcast on your Instagram stories. I love seeing where you guys are watching it, you know, while you're on your hot girl walks or while you're studying. I don't know. It actually just makes my heart so happy seeing it, <laughs> like actually seeing real people listening to it. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, thank you all so much for your continued love and support on the podcast. I love you guys so much. I'll be back next week with more life hacks. See you then. Bye.